You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Spring training is finally upon us. Pitchers and catchers are scurrying to spring training to report to their teams. And I'm Allison Sutter from MLB.com. I'm not quite scurrying yet, but Anthony DiComo um, is already out of New York and in Port St. Lucie um, to cover all things Mets for the next month and a half or so. So, Anthony, um, I guess you're happy to get out of the cold weather up there in New York. Um, and kind of an interesting camp in that there's not a whole lot going on when it comes to position battles, and I guess we touched on this a little bit, but let's talk about it a little more. Um, David Wright, so everyone will be watching him, and I guess officially uh, the front office would like him to play in just around 130 games. So is that um, feasible? Sure, I think it's feasible. Um, I wouldn't hang your hat on it right now, and not that, not that David can't do it or is incapable of doing it, um, but the simple fact is, he hasn't been through an off season until this one, having been diagnosed with the spinal stenosis, and he certainly hasn't been through a full regular season. And that grind, uh, we really just saw him in August and September um, when they were real careful with him. We saw him in the playoffs when you get that built-in off day every two or three games. So we don't know what this is going to look like, and and you can put a number on paper like 130, and that's fine. And I think that's a great goal for David and for the Mets. And and if he does that, that means things probably went right. Um, but the point is you have to be flexible with this guy, and he has to be flexible in, in telling the Mets and telling Terry Collins and, and just being honest about when he's hurting and when he might need a day. Uh, and that's something that admittedly he has struggled with throughout his career. Uh, long before this has come up, he, he's really had a tough time being honest about his health. And, you know, just because he, he's been so dedicated to the team, it's not necessarily a bad quality. Um, but he's got to be better at that. And I think finally now at age 33 with this injury – threatening his career last year, I think he's going to be. Um, I, I really think he's kind of backed up against the wall with it, that he has no choice but to be honest. Um, so it's going to be a matter of how his body responds then. And is 130 the number? Uh, maybe. Maybe it's 120. Maybe it's 125. I think we get caught up in these hard numbers sometimes. And just because the general manager says on February 14th that he wants David Wright or is hopeful that David Wright can play in 130 games doesn't mean he's going to. And it also doesn't mean that something went wrong if he winds up playing in 120. I think the key is that this guy just needs to be healthy. Um, because if you've got, if you're trying to push him and he spends another month on the disabled list and he's rehabbing and he comes back and something's not right and he's not giving you that David Wright quality at bat, that David Wright quality performance, then what's the point? Um, you just want as many healthy games out of this guy as possible, and then you got to hope at age 33 that there's still enough left in the tank for him to really be uh, productive. No one expects you know, 2006, 2007 David Wright to come out of the woodwork here, but he could still be a very good player for this team, uh, especially with the best lineup around him probably that he's ever had in his career since those 2006-2007 teams. Um, so I think all of that goes into it. I think it's important not to put this hard number on it. But, yeah, to answer your question in a very short way, uh, I think 130 is a very nice idealistic goal for, for David Wright and for the Mets. 
So do we place too much uh, importance on what a guy means to the morale of a team? I mean, you know, I kind of go back and forth with that because a guy like David Wright, who's like the captain of the Mets and um, has been just a terrific person, uh, not he, I mean, he's always been a terrific person because he's just a good guy, so it's not like being a baseball player made him that way. But, um, you know, a great representative of the team. And But is it a little bit overblown, like, what it could be if he's not – if he wouldn't be available to the team just because the Mets are coming off of a pennant, clearly they can kind of carry themselves uh, regardless of if they have that, you know, Captain America, does that matter? <laughs> Look, <laughs> I, t- talent, talent trumps everything. Okay. The of Mets course. didn't make the world series last year because David Wright made this great return from spinal stenosis. They made the world series because Jonas Cespedes came and went bonkers and they had the best pitching staff on the planet and all these other things went right for them. Now, that being said, yeah, it's a nice boost to the clubhouse to have a guy who sort of takes pressure off everyone else in so many ways. Um, David Wright is a wizard with the media, for example. He always has been. Um, he, he knows how to have great relationships. Uh, he knows how to essentially take pressure off other, other people. You know, you if you're Lucas Duda and you're in one of your two for 30 slumps, you may not want to talk to the media that night. Well, David Wright makes it easier by being available and, and always being in his locker and never turning down requests and so on and so forth. Um, that's one part of it. I, I, I think the clubhouse vibe was a little different last year when he was gone. Um, I think some younger players who maybe weren't ready or shouldn't have been in leaderships might have taken some of that on. And not to say that there was a sour clubhouse by any means because this is really you know one of the better teams I've ever seen in terms of the vibe, but when David Wright came back, and mind you, comes back in Philadelphia to the team hotel, and when their bus comes in, he's waiting at the elevator with a plate of cookies that he had ordered in. Um, you know, that's the type of guy that he is, and the type of thing that he does. Um, he's really kind of like <laughs> an old school, corny. He's, you know, if he wasn't a baseball player, if he wasn't a tremendous athlete, he would be a nerd. He, he really would be. Um, he's got that kind of personality. And, yeah, I think that adds something. I think players respect him for what he is, for what he's meant to the team, the organization, what he's meant to the game over the past decade plus. Um, And, again, like I said at first, I'd rather have the more talented team over a team of just that guy, but it's certainly a nice bonus to have, and I think it can only mean good things if he's there and he's healthy and, and, uh, you know, the clubhouse has him in it the whole summer. So did he have like a like a napkin draped over his arm when he was standing there with the plate of cookies, like ready to serve people like a butler? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, he was in full uniform too. Oh, these guys no. they were coming off. Yeah, these guys were coming off a, a plane ride and a bus to the hotel, and they get there. And as far as I know, no one knew he was going to do this. And um, the story is, it was one of these hotels. It was you know you walk in, but then the lobby's on the second floor, and they all take the elevator to the second floor to the lobby and he's just standing there in full uniform uh with a plate of cookies like a giant dork and that's it's (laughs) who he is and it was uh and yeah i I do think the clubhouse got better after he came back i think it was a more pleasant more professional just a better place place for everyone to work and to be and i think he he plays the biggest role and influence in that room than anyone else on the roster well, then I'm going to be rooting for him to have a full, healthy season. Um, and so with Cookies that for said, everyone. Yes. Um, so we're going to, so since there are very few position battles and everything's been settled, it could be, um, it could be a very pleasant camp for 
Terry Collins. It could be a very boring camp for you, but let's talk about what it is like for you as a reporter covering spring training. So we know it's a grind. Um, it's every day. It's crack of dawn, working all day until the sun goes down sometimes. Um, and so you kind of have to stay on like a routine. What, what do you do like from a day-to-day basis? Are you thinking ahead? Are you, are you mentally like preparing every day for what you think you're going to write? Um, how much does like breaking news sort of mess up the whole, the whole routine of spring training? Yeah, always. I mean, I've, (laughs) it's, it's really an interesting animal as a baseball writer because, the access to these guys in spring training is so much better than what we get during the season, during the year. It's it's the best time of year for that. So you can do more interesting, more creative things. Um, like last year, for example, Allison, you were there when I went, and everyone was talking about these new Mike Barwis workouts that the team had hired this guy to supervise their workouts and um, and to basically oversee their, their strength and conditioning. And so I went and did a workout with this guy and almost killed myself. <laughs> Um, Allison, you were there when we went and saw some of his work with, um, with disabled patients and all that. And, and that was uh, a cool story. So you get to do things like that, that you wouldn't normally get to do during the regular season. Um, and I'd say there's two types of stories. I mean, there's short term news here and now daily grind, which is going to be 90% of what you do, but then, um, I'm always sort of looking forward or looking ahead to, um, what, what's next, what can I do? What can I do that's bigger and a little more impactful maybe and a little more interesting um whether it's a story like that or whether it's a profile of a guy on the team or whether it's something human interest um there's no shortage of things to do it's 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 what i love about covering baseball versus other sports there's there's so much downtime and it's such a human game that it brings out personalities in these guys and and they are human beings and i would say you know a, a large number of them are, aren't all that interesting because they're just human beings like you and me, and I'm not that interesting either. But uh, every once in a while you get these exceptional stories that come up, and uh, this is the time of year when, it, when you can draw them out and really take your time with them and, and I think do a better job, and, and it's fun. Uh, so I think that's a large part of it is just seeking these things out over the next six weeks and seeing what's there. Um, and... Yeah, that's fun. And, and these two weeks now before the games start are really great for that. Once the games start, we're driving all over Florida. We're logging thousands of miles on our rental cars and, and so on and so forth. Um, so it gets to be a little more hectic. Um, but right now, everyone's in a great mood. The sun is shining. It's snowing everywhere else in the country. So why not have a little fun with it, right? Yeah, I, I always found that once I hit about March 18th, I was starting to bang my head against the wall a little bit like, okay, I need to do something else. But up until then... Uh, the routine isn't so bad, and like you said, I mean, once the games start, you're you're. You li- I mean, how many miles do you think you put? Three thousand, like in in a in the month of March, it's got to be close to that. I bet. You know, before I before I started doing the Mets beat, um, I actually spent a spring, and I was um, I think I was based in Port St. Lucie, but I was driving all around the state, filling in for other people. I probably I probably uh, saw you up there in Kissimmee a couple times, Allison, but. Um, I put over 5,000 miles on my car that spring, and wow. it was like a brand new, yeah, it was like a brand new rental car when I got it. There was like 300 miles on it, and I returned it with, you know, six weeks later with 5,300. I'm sure the rental car company wasn't too happy with me. Um, covering just one team, it's, it's a little easier. Um, but, yeah, I'd say a couple thousand for sure. Um, nothing's close to Port St. Lucie. It's one of the drawbacks of, of being here. Um the Mets' shortest road trip in spring training is about 45, 50 minutes. 
um, and they make that one a lot down to the Marlins and the Cardinals and Jupiter. Um, after that, you're looking at over an hour, um, and that'll get easier uh, next year when the Nationals move down to uh, Palm Beach Gardens, I believe it is, uh, where they're yeah, moving. Yeah, the Nationals and, and Astros, yeah. Yeah, and that'll um, that'll make the commute a little less. It's one 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 less really long trip to make every year and a bunch more closer ones. But, um, yeah, it's a lot of driving. It's a lot of podcasts. Uh, you know, last year I got through all of Serial in about a week, so that was fun. Uh, this year I'm going to have to find something else to do. And um, I didn't get satellite radio in my car this year, but we'll, we'll figure something out. I'm streaming uh, some music and whatnot. And, you know, I live in New York, so not many opportunities to drive there during the summer. So I'll, I'll, I'll soak in these miles and, and enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a good time to clear your head, too. I never really minded it that much as long as I was kind of by myself and had free reign of the radio. So, anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. good luck to you, Anthony. Thank you so much. I'll see you in Florida, and be safe. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.